Are you looking to stay ahead of the curve in the latest trends in enterprise tech? Look no further than the Breaking Analysis Podcast with Dave Vellante. This data-driven program dives into the most important topics facing the enterprise tech industry today. With a data-first approach that leverages ETR's renowned surveys of IT decision makers and insight from the Cube community, Breaking Analysis delivers in-depth research on the most important topics facing technologists and IT buyers. Whether you're a business leader, an IT professional, investor, or just an avid follower of the industry, this podcast is a must-listen. Just search Breaking Analysis Podcast wherever you get your podcast and tune in today to stay ahead of the game in enterprise tech. Cloudcast Media presents from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina. This is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delb and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome back to the Cloudcast. We are coming to you live from the massive Cloudcast studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. April's upon us, and uh, it is springtime. It is uh, Easter for those of you listening on Sunday. Apologize for getting this show out a little bit late. We had some technical difficulties, had some uh, bad weather that rolled through the southeast part of the United States uh, over the weekend and uh, had a little bit of difficulty getting it out the door. But I uh, hope everybody's doing well. Another Sunday Perspective show. And, you know, as I've mentioned a lot of times on the show, I, you know, I'm always looking for a couple of through lines uh, to try and create um, something interesting for the study perspective if we're not doing something of a historical nature. And, um, you know, this week I had written some things down and I was, I was a little unsure of exactly where it was going to go and uh, I'd taken some notes and then uh, got a really good um, feedback uh, uh, email note from a listener um, about last week's show, which was really about kind of open and free and, and those sort of things. And, you know, the, the listener has said, look, um, you know, appreciate the show. Thanks for putting it out there. Uh, you know, this last week's show about open and, you know, whether you should, you know, you should pay for things and so forth. A little, got a little preachy. And I, I got to say, I completely agree with them. Uh, I did get a little bit preachy and I didn't mean to be sort of old man yells at the cloud. Um, I actually, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I think I've I maybe over rotated a little bit on the Sunday Perspective show is, you know, doing this thing where it's like, hey, you know, me having seen some of these things before, having been around the block uh, in tech for a, a few years, as, as they say, um, you know, maybe I've skewed some of these Sunday Perspective show towards, hey, uh, you know, folks that are newer to the industry, here's some things to watch out for. You've probably never seen this. And I, you know what? I completely agree with that. Um, I, I, I've gotten a little bit to where that becomes an easy an easy thing to sort of fall back on. Um, you know, I, I do think it is worthwhile sometimes for us to reset ourselves, um, you know, if we haven't seen something in a long time. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, uh, last week's show was a little bit preachy, so apologize for that. Um, but as I was thinking about the, the kind of the topic I had written down uh, for this week, which is really going to be about kind of this, uh, what feels like kind of a, a Cambrian explosion of, of AI. Uh, everything all day is just, you know, commentary and and experiments and demos and various things about you know different types of AI, generative AI, and uh, you know ChatGPT and and you know things that are being wrapped around all these different things. And you know, I feel like to a certain extent, uh, the Sunday Perspective Show has been, for the most part, me trying to give a, a certain amount of advice or or some perspective from sort of a known angle uh, that I could per you know kind of pass along to the audience, pass along to the community. And for the first time in a long time, uh, reading through some of these things, and maybe it's just the overwhelming nature of, of how much is out there. Maybe it's just the fact that, you know, Twitter now has this stupid feature where you can turn a tweet into a blog and everybody has now figured out, I don't, I don't know if that's just gaming the algorithm or not, but like, I feel like every tweet is a thread and it starts off with a thousand words and then it turns into this, here's my list of 15 things. Like, it feels like the old thing that were just listicle articles, I forget which uh, terrible uh, 
news outlet used to do nothing but but listicles. But like, I feel like Twitter has become that. And the AI community or the community of people, whether they're DevRel people or you know who's doing it, um, feels a little overwhelming. And I and I don't mean that in the sense of like I don't want to read lists, but it a little overwhelming in the sense of um, it, it feels like overnight, like literally overnight, that you're like, boy, there is there is so many things going on, um, and you're not exactly sure where to focus on. It's a little bit like just walking into. Uh, <laughs> I'll use an example. I was on a little bit of a trip this weekend, went through a Bucky's. Um, and for those of you in the United States, you'll know what Bucky's is. Well, you might know what Bucky's is if you're in a certain part of the country. Uh, but just the experience of it walking in for the first time with the noise and all the different things going on, a little bit overwhelming. I feel like that's a little bit of what's going on with, um, with the, with sort of the AI discussion these days. And the reason I, I bring that up and, and sort of circle it around with the, the mea culpa about, uh, last week's show and, and, you know, sort of being preachy on it is, this week's show is going to be very anti-preachy. The show, show is going to be very me trying to figure some stuff out. And hopefully if I can figure some stuff out or maybe more importantly, get the community to help me figure out some stuff. Um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about you know what it what it feels like right now to be completely overwhelmed with some of these things with with so much going on with AI, just what feels like completely coming out of nowhere. So I want to kind of jump into that after the break. Upland Software provides modern, secure fact solutions for businesses of all sizes. It drives content for intelligent processing and digital transformation worldwide, helping solve real business problems by providing enterprise software for getting things done. Upland offers cloud, hybrid, and on-premise fact solutions that integrate facts transmissions into business processes, utilizing machine learning technology to process and extract content. Didn't know that facts was still a thing? Have they got news for you? The demand for secure, user-friendly facts has skyrocketed for industries such as healthcare and financial services because users need trusted technology that safeguards sensitive information while supporting digital document workflows. Upland is ready to show you facts in action. Cloudcast listeners can try one month of Upland Cloud Facts for free and enter to win a wireless Bluetooth speaker by visiting info.uplandsoftware.com slash cloudcast. That's info.uplandsoftware.com slash cloudcast. And we're back. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to dive a little bit into this, just what, what feels like a, of an explosion of, of new AI stuff all of a sudden. And I want to put it in some context, as we always try and do with these Sunday perspectives, not just sort of read through the news headlines and other types of things like that. Um, you know, we've, we've mentioned before, uh, I think we've mentioned before on the show, I, I feel like it's a conversation that happens quite a bit. But, you know, we have a tendency in our industry to watch trends happen and things things go on and things grow and we're excited when things grow and sometimes we're bummed out when things kind of uh, you know fall apart or, or or you know don't don't keep growing up into the right sort of the, the normal hockey stick type of thing but you know sometimes we have situations in which um, you know things feel like there's a little bit of a lull or sometimes you feel like boy you know we've done all the technology like nothing else is going to come after this we've sort of reached reached saturation. And to a certain extent, what we find is sometimes when those things happen, when it feels like there's either a lull or things aren't moving anywhere or something failed or whatever it might be, um, there's a a certain kind of morose that happens over the industry. But because of the nature of of our industry, because of the, the curiosity of people, because of how much money is involved with it, because of what's potential, you know, what's, what's possible with, with computing and all sorts of stuff. We tend to have these, these explosions, these these sort of new paradigms happen that come out of a lull, a dip, a a failure, if you will. And just to give some context of it, you know, like the, the SaaS industry in essence 
came out of the first failure of the internet bubble. Um, you know, everybody was was building their own things. They're building their own, uh, you know, building their own hardware and software. You know, there's a sort of story of the four, four horsemen of the internet, which was, uh, you know, at the time, Sun and, um, uh, and, and, and EMC and Cisco, and I believe Intel was computer. I forget what all they were. Anyways, oh, it was uh, like Oracle. It was like Oracle, Cisco, uh, Sun, and... Um, and like EMC, uh, I think from a storage perspective. Anyways, it was the everybody was buying their own equipment and building their own data centers and all that stuff. And then SaaS sort of came out of the first internet bubble. And then uh, you know out of the the sort of second uh, the housing bubble and sort of the the economy collapsing and so on and so forth. Um, maybe not directly, but timing wise was sort of directly after uh, cloud came out of that. And cloud sort of emerged and AWS emerged uh, really around the same time as as the iPhone and the explosion of like, hey, I want, you know, apps that you know can now scale to millions and millions of users and millions of devices. And the thing that's weird about this AI stuff is AI isn't new. AI has been, uh, you know, a technology that's been explored and experimented and researched and and uh, improved and and so forth since the '60s, right? People will will talk about AI winter and um, you know, sort of the, the evolution of things and you know all these sort of stories of people saying, hey, you know, the, the the giant brain of the internet and Skynet and things are going to take over when AI takes over. And we've seen ebbs and flows of it, right? There was, we went back a decade or so plus, uh, I think Harvard, was it Harvard Business Journal? Um, one of those, one of those sort of highfalutin magazines wrote an article that basically was like, hey, data scientist is the new sexiest job in the world, which again, computer science and sexiness never went together, but it sort of kicked off this fascination with, hey, you know, we've now put a, a face, a name and a face with, with AI. And, uh, and, you know, this is going to, to transform every business. And, and to a certain extent, you know, data analysts, data scientists has become a very important job, but it, it never really percolated. It never really had its, uh, you know, iPhone moment where it was everybody has access to this stuff. And so AI is not new, but, you know, it did feel like there was a certain, you know, kind of lag uh, sort of um, to a, maybe like a depression that was happening in the tech industry because of what had happened with COVID. Everybody was home. Yes, there was a, a sort of a pseudo boom with uh, like Web3 and crypto. There was an excitement of like, oh, maybe this is the next thing or maybe this metaverse stuff and a, you know, AR and VR is the next thing. And those things still, maybe they will, who knows? They haven't really, you know, haven't really broken through. They haven't really proven themselves as being worthy of all the hype. But in a certain extent, they've turned out to be massive frauds. Um, but this new AI thing seems like it has legs. And what's interesting is, it doesn't seem to have sort of gradual legs. It seems to be like, uh, you know, like cicadas every 17 years. It's just come out of the woodwork all of a sudden. It's loud. It's all, you know, it's it's in your face and it's very accessible. And I think you put all those sort of things together. You put together, uh, you know, sort of new, what feels new because there's now a user interface to AI. There's now accessibility to AI. There's, you know, various ways that people can get to it. There's chaos. There's uncertainty. There's wild, wild predictions, everything from, you know, thousands of people signing these letters that are now saying, uh, you know, please stop, please have a pause on on AI research. Don't let this thing get out of control. Uh, the end of mankind, who knows, maybe, I don't know, um, you know, to people writing all sorts of articles about the, you know, the hundreds of millions of people that will be out of jobs here within the next couple of years. Uh, you know, so on one end, there's a very distinct paranoia that that exists now that it feels like AI has been made available to the masses. 
And at the same time, uh, you know, there is, you know, sort of newfound excitement, right? You're seeing articles being written after, you know, after COVID hit and everybody, quote unquote, moved out of San Francisco. San Francisco's dead. Miami's the new San Francisco. Everywhere else is the new Silicon Valley. To now there are articles that are being written that, you know, San Francisco is back and Silicon Valley is now Cerebral Valley and just, you know, sort of a little bit of craziness. And at the same time, you're trying to figure out like, okay, but this technology seems pretty interesting. So like, which one is it? And and I think the reality is, and this is where my sort of uh, lack of perspective is going to sort of show through on this is, is trying to figure out like, how do you create a framework in your head for figuring out how much of this is real? How much of this will impact you? How much of this will be good for you? How much of this is a learning curve? Uh, all those things. And so what I kind of want to do in in this show is, a, uh, you know, instead of me kind of giving something back to the community is sort of asking for the community, like, Hey, how are you, how are you all looking at this stuff? And again, this may be where the diversity of the community of age of experience may be different. Um, and I'd love to hear from, uh, people that are new to this stuff that are, uh, this might be, you know, your first experience at a big, big boom in technology versus maybe some of the folks that are more experienced and you're sort of looking at this and going, Oh, I'm skeptical about it. But I'm curious what your framework is going to be for figuring out how to try and get your arms around it, right? It, at the end of the day, it's a it's a tool, it's a technology, but at the same time, you know, it potentially has big impacts to culture, has big impacts to, um, you know, to your to your day to day job potentially. And I thought what I would do is give a few thoughts. Uh, so I put a bunch of links in the show notes, and and these are kind of indicative of the kind of stuff that I'm seeing is somewhat interesting out on the web. And again, by no means is this uh, fully inclusive. It's just sort of a smattering. It's really just a scratching of the surface, but, you know, lists of the best tools to be digging into or, um, you know, examples of, you know, things that have been built fairly easily, right? So think of this as like the the low code, no code of AI, if you will. Um, and, uh, but, you know, as I was thinking about this and I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around this, because again, this is by no means going to be something that people are going to, to harness overnight. Um, you know, I think, and this is where I'm kind of looking for feedback is there's lots of ways to learn, right? There's lots of ways to dive in, right? There's going to be people who want to learn the basics and Aaron and I will do the best we can to find some great guests to help us with the basics of what do these things mean? We've had, um, Sam Charrington on a number of times, Sam sort of tends to give us trends. Um, we always highly recommend his show, uh, this week in AI, AI and ML, uh, for some of you, Sam show might be too in depth, right? Um, so we're gonna do our best to try and be part of the conversation, but again, realize that we're trying to learn some of these things as much as, as be, uh, experts at it. We know there's going to be some people who, uh, just dive in, uh, and want to experiment with the technology, build some applications, right? We see all sorts of examples of people going like, Hey, here's what, um, you know, in, in, uh, God, and this is one of these things where right now the, the terminology doesn't just jump off my tongue. And so I'm going to kind of butcher what some of the, but the stuff in which you can just basically say like, Hey, uh, you know, create me an image of a Deadpool, um, uh, you know, playing poker on the hood of the brand new Mercedes, uh, or something like that. And, you know, here's how I refine it. I want it with this lighting and I want it, uh, set in the scene of, uh, you know, Batman movie or whatever, you know, like, people will be doing that. You see those things and you go, Oh, that's, wow, that's really cool. And then the second thing that you start to get into is you start to figure out like, okay, some of those things are very cool. And people will build examples of, Hey, I, I talked to chat chat GPT and I asked it to do a bunch of things. And then I went and kind of fact check it and you got certain things right. And it got certain things wrong. And so 
that in and of itself is a learning process, right? Like how, how helpful will this thing be for me? Like how much am I expecting it to be essentially like cheating on my homework and how much of it is really like, oh, it's more like a tutor that pushes me in a direction, but I'm still having to do the homework because I'm still having to figure out, is it accurate, right? Like, is it, is it correct? Uh, and we've seen some cool things. We've seen it, you know, writing code and we've seen people experiment with stuff. And um, so there's been examples of those things. And those are, those are all kind of interesting. Um, you know, so I, I think there's, for me, step one is what's going to be a framework for trying to learn this stuff. Again, I'm curious what other people are, are doing to, to sort of think about it, right? Um, do you think about it in terms of technology? Do you think about it in terms of practicality? Do you think of it just in terms of, you know, the scope of what you do at your jo- your day job or your side hustle or, you know, whatever, maybe you're trying to make things better for, I don't know, whatever you're doing, coaching your kid's soccer team, whatever. Um, and then I think the second thing is you have to start thinking about, um, you know, and again, th- these are all various priorities. Like in our case, we try and both understand the technology, but we always try and understand the market as well. And so one of the things that we're going to really try and be understanding is like kind of following the money. And I think what tends to happen is we have a tendency to uh, to go after the biggest things first, the biggest names first, because it's easiest to point, sort of point to, hey, that's probably where the money's going to go, right? So you're going to see a lot of shows and hear a lot of shows about OpenAI, uh, that company, um, whether it's their partnership with Microsoft or how much it costs to run a query or you know what, what they potentially can do to you know impact various economics. And that's going to be a really interesting aspect of it. And for some people who aren't digging into you know using the technology, understanding the economics of it are going to be very, very relevant. And so would love to kind of get some feedback from people about, you know, how are you thinking about that, right? Like, are you thinking about it in terms of uh, what does this mean to do computing you know, processing and power? Like, how much is it actually going to cost to be able to to generate enough interesting stuff to potentially displace a manual task in your world? And I don't mean that in like, hey, let's go, you know, try and replace a lot of people. But there will be people who look at this in terms of how much does this cost to, you know, get 60% as good as something we do manually or repetitively or something that we wish we didn't have to hire somebody for because it's kind of brain dead sort of work that, you know, if we could figure out a way to do this, like I'm very interested in that. I'm interested in uh, the people that are figuring out, um, you know, looking at where VC money is going to go. We're always interested in that. Um, you know, so I think we, we will be looking very much at, at sort of then, you know, the basics from a technology perspective um, that we can help communicate the basis of the economics, sort of the, the companies and the players, how much of it will be VC funded, how much of it will be things that spin out of the companies that today already have the biggest data sets. So whether this is Google or Amazon or OpenAI or, you know, whoever else. I think the third thing that's going to be really interesting is figuring out the kind of the user interaction and the ecosystem interaction. Um, and by that, I mean, you know, if we use sort of what's out there, uh, for example, we know OpenAI just uh, announced um, something that they, you know, they talk about plugins, sort of the, the plugin ecosystem. So, you know, how will third parties to these big giant sources of data or the services that provide these, like how will they be able to, to play in this? And why that's really important is that starts to get into helping you understand the size of the ecosystem, the size of, the flexibility in which you can participate. Um, that's also going to give you a sense of like how many copycats are we going to see of the same thing, right? So for example, one of the conversations that's been going on a lot is people saying, hey, if you're if you're a VC, 
be very, very careful about investing in a company who just says, hey, we, we built a wrapper around the OpenAI uh, API uh, and we do this unique thing. And why that's interesting is that you're going to have you know, a lot of people who do that um, sort of computer science 101, hackathon 101 sort of stuff and uh, maybe something cool that kind of goes viral, but maybe isn't terribly sustainable because, you know, if all you're doing is building a wrapper around, you know, something that OpenAI could look at their ecosystem and go, hey, eat, you know, we're going to eat our ecosystem like that's potentially po- potentially pr- problematic. The other thing becomes, uh, you know, things like, well, if you have certain unique domain experience and that unique domain experience maybe is most valuable in real time, right? Keeping in mind these models aren't always kept up to date. Maybe they're a year behind or whatever it might be, or it's just the stuff we do is really unique and we're, but we're now able to take advantage of what AI can do. That we couldn't do that becomes a really interesting differentiation, right? So, you know, you think about uh, a lot of times, like, why in the world would somebody want to start a company that's just about this thing? It seems like a weird little niche. And then you realize, like, oh, no, that weird little niche is required by hundreds and hundreds of thousands of companies. And, you know, if you were really good at it and you can simplify it and so forth, like, now you become the next Salesforce or, or whatever it might be. So that, that to me would be kind of the third thing to be really interesting is of the sort of <clears throat> whether they're open source projects or the big 900-pound uh, gorilla companies, what do they open up what builds around their ecosystem? Um, you know, what, uh, what's possible, what's not possible. And then, you know, I think, um, you know, the last thing is, I think there's going to be a certain extent of this that is, is going to be really important. And it's going to be kind of a personal thing for each person to figure out like, you know, how much should you care? Uh, how much of this, uh, should matter to you. Um, some will, some people will look at this as like, oh, this is going to be great for my job because it's going to save me a bunch of time. I don't, you know, we don't have the budget to hire a bunch of people. But we can do certain things. That'll be awesome. Other people will feel overwhelmed because maybe they don't feel comfortable with things that are new, and 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 that's normal in any technology trend shift, right? So the sort of fear of like, I don't really know what's going on, imposter syndrome, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and the other thing is like, you're going to read a lot. Uh, because again, we, you know, are coming out of a sort of a very low period in time, um, with, uh, you know, with, with the pandemic, with people working at home, with people looking for new things all the time, uh, the economy being, you know, a little tighter than it's been in the past and people looking for new ways to do stuff. And you're going to hear a lot of hype and you're going to hear a lot of misinformation and you're going to hear a lot of, uh, you know, bravado and other stuff. And it's going to be, trying to figure out how do I recalibrate my sense of uh, noise signal versus noise as the folks over at the cube like to say, um, you know, so I think that's, that's going to be sort of the fourth thing to, to kind of wrap your head around. So, you know, understand the technology, be able to follow the money as it re- as it's relevant to you, um, be able to understand the ecosystem and the opportunities around the ecosystem of things that you don't necessarily have to build, but you can bring interesting expertise to, or bring value to. And then finally figure out, a, a framework for yourself to say, hey, how am I going to how am I going to put myself into this world? Do I need to put myself into this world? Does it need to be relevant to me? Am I going to get far behind? Am I afraid of change? How do I cope with that sort of stuff and, and, and sort of deal with it? But, you know, that's to me, as I think about, you know, going into this new thing, having done some new stuff in the past, it feels like a, a workable framework. Now, what I don't have in my mind um, and that I would love to hear anecdotes and, and feedback from, from people in our community. Um, and I know you guys are great about doing that 
is how are you thinking about it? What are some things that you've found so far that have been useful? Um, what are some things that you've found that have been um, time sinks and time wastes and, uh, you know, and useless or, you know, kind of scams or frauds or whatever? So would love to hear that. If, if people um, have things they can pass along that they're willing to also share with the community, let us know. Um, this is probably where, you know, us having a newsletter or Slack or something would have been really nice to have. Maybe this is something that, that kicks our butt and tells us we need to get that going. Um, but yeah, if you have ideas, please feel free to share them with us. Um, we're uh, if you're willing to share them with the community, please let us know. Um, definitely want to make sure that that uh, you know you get credit and visibility for those things. And I think one of the things we're going to start trying to do is, um, you know, not that this becomes an AI podcast. I we we we'll, we can never keep up with the stuff that Sam and and many many others do. But I think we are going to try and uh, at least put one thing in in the show new in the show notes and, and and cloud news of the week every week that's relevant to this that we think. Uh, you know, can be adoptable by people that would be relevant to, to a lot of people. Um, and just, you know, it'll force us to keep up with what's going on as well. So anyways, that I'm going to wrap it up uh, again, uh, no preaching this week, uh, more, you know, asking questions, uh, you know, being in an area of, of, uh, of newness of uh, uncertainty. Uh, and that's a kind of a good place to be, right? It, it, it makes your brain uh, think in different ways than you do uh, when things are, are down or slow or whatever. So anyways, with that, I'm going to wrap it up. Everybody's doing well. Um, if you're listening to this uh, on Sunday, happy Easter to those of you that celebrate around the world. Um, interesting time of the year. Uh, spring is out. Everything's blooming. Um, it's kind of a kind of good. Makes you feel good. The sun's out. Uh, kind of kind of re, uh, you know, kind of re, kind of get re-energized and so forth. So with that, I'm going to wrap it up. Thanks everybody for listening. Another Sunday Perspective show. Thanks for telling a friend. Thanks for helping us grow the community. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more shows, show notes, videos, and everything social media. 